Hi, listeners. Um, uh, we're sad to have to say this, um, but I'm sure you can guess what we're about to talk about. Um, this is being recorded on June 11th. We're discussing a lot about what J.K. Rowling has put on Twitter, um, using a lot of um, directly anti-trans and non-binary rhetoric and we at the Potter Watch podcast do not stand for that or support that language. We obviously love Harry Potter and it will always have a special place in our heart and we will continue to talk about her work but we do not support her and um, her beliefs at all. Um, Every gender is valid if you are trans obviously you are the gender that you say that you are. If you are non-binary, you are obviously non-binary. It um, continues to um, to really shock me the um, the ability that people have to really discount other people's experiences. So that is what I have to say on that, and what we as a podcast um, have to say about everything that's happening with JK Rowling. We're so sorry if um, this hurts your relationship with the Harry Potter fandom, but if it helps at all, this has always been a fandom that started with a work that supports- Love. Love, yeah. It supports love and acceptance. That's what's at the core of this story. And just because JK Rowling can't realize that doesn't mean that we can't still take that message from her work yeah and if you're like struggling this is Molly um if you're struggling you know with what's going on right now please feel free to reach out like we're struggling too Alex and I just had like a good 20 minute convo just talking about how we can still appreciate the work um if we can um so feel yeah just reach out to us and let's let's open a dialogue about it um in that uh in that same vein um we would really love to do an episode um uh facilitating kind of a table talk it'll be a zoom talk about um this topic so if you are a um trans or non-binary harry potter fan that Um, or you know of people who are struggling with this right now, um, please let us know if they're interested in doing a table talk, Zoom talk with us about how um, allies can be helpful in this way while still participating within the fandom. We really just want to have an open communication on how to be an ally while also being a Harry Potter fan, or if that is even possible and what's the best way to help the trans community. So if you're interested in that, please reach out to us. Um, We're trying to schedule it within the next couple um, months. Yeah, uh, email, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, I guess, but we don't really use it that much. (laughs) Twitter is not our best friend, um, either of us. I don't think we have, like, personal Twitters, <laughs> so it's hard for us to keep up, like, a... I technically do. I just never go on it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, thank, uh, thanks, Alex, for putting that. Um, and on on with the show, which was recorded before this. <laughs> um, so we are recording this message 
um, after like, like Alex said on the 11th and this episode that you're about to listen to was recorded like a couple of weeks ago. Um, so just a forewarning if we're, you know, not sensitive to that in our discussion. I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum, 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 bum. Chapter seven. The Slug Club. About this chapter, and you can't tell me different. I'm not going to tell you different, but I didn't love everything. I love most of it. I had a lot of notes that were just like, I can't with this. <laughs> I like, I'm grin. We started bringing it up and I'm grinning ear to ear. And this is how I was listening to the entire chapter. I went on a journey. I went on a journey. Um, That's like on the Hogwarts Express. Yes. Welcome to another episode. I'm Alex. I'm Molly. And this is Potter Watch. Guys, I'm so excited to discuss today. Um, This is a big chapter for a lot of, for a lot of things. For a lot of people. I feel like plot-wise, it's a pretty middling chapter, though. Right. But I do want to, before we really dive into this want to state that even before like we know I wasn't always a dreary shipper like this is not my experience of reading the books as a child like I was we remember your Dramione phrase yeah I was a Dramione shipper weird and then I moved on to dreary so this it's just been a long a long journey for me however this chapter has stuck out to me for every read through that I've ever read the sixth book, because I love getting more Slytherins. I, I think it's so interesting to watch that dynamic. I love Blazabini. I remember very specifically Pansy stroking Draco's hair. Like this is just all a chapter that even when it was like an innocuous middling chapter, I was like, I love it. I enjoy it. Um, I mostly don't, I dread it because of the end. And it's like a serious game of hide and go seek that I'm afraid of. Oh, for sure. For sure, for sure. And the listeners know how I feel about hide and seek. (laughs) I hate it. (laughs) The listeners know. They're in the know. Well, if you've listened to the graveyard chapter, I think that's when I mostly spoke of it, but came out to the world as a a anti hide and seek. For sure. Um, All right, should we jump in? This chapter is originally called the Slug Club. What did you name it, Malls? I renamed it Nosiness Leads to Broken Noses. Good title. <laughs> I was trying to do something with like curiosity kills the cat, but like something re- relevant, but I couldn't come up with anything. I think you did well. It's fun. Do you rename it? Um, I named it Bloody Beginnings. Ooh. Because it's like the beginning of this book and it's beginning of the 
Harry stops Draco. Um, world at Hogwarts, I suppose. It truly, well, second chapter of the stalking. Right, but like they're going into Hogwarts and this is where things bump up into high gear. I, up. Like Harry, I feel like doesn't have one paragraph where he's not thinking about Malfoy in this chapter. Not one. I um, feel it. I think this is the first time I've like physically read this book since there's been so much chatter about Drary between you and I. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like, I can't the whole time because there's just so much of Harry being obsessed with Draco. Where you get it, right? Like the fandom makes sense. I think that, yes, I think the fandom makes sense. And I talk about this in a, uh, probably in a few pages about there is, I think, a similarity where it's not sexual to me, where Harry is obsessed with Snape being bad in the first book. And I think that this is really similar. And I, I know that there are snary fans out there, but I don't think that's the overwhelming majority. So I do think there are some similarities where like, Harry is a big ship. Remember? It's number three. Okay. It makes me uncomfortable. Same. I just was, I'm just telling you, you were like, I'm sure that's not a majority. And I'm like, it is though. (laughs) Well, so maybe my point doesn't really stand, but I do think like Harry does get a little obsessive when he thinks somebody's bad. Yes. (laughs) And nobody knows it. Like he needs people to know that that person's a bad boy let's let that one sit (laughs) I wish you could see my face right now listeners I made such a face um but I with that notwithstanding or however that phrase is there is a lot of obsession here a lot. And we are in, like, the first chapter of them, like, going to Hogwarts. I actually don't think, I haven't read this book, reread this book. Oh, yes, I've listened to it since I've been a jury fan, but I've, I haven't read it. Yeah, I haven't listened, I have, I have listened to it since we've been talking about jury, but not read it, read it. And I think that does make a difference. Yeah, it does. I mean, I, I've been, because I knew this chapter was coming, I physically read along with this chapter as I was listening. Oh, beautiful, glorious. Um, but anyway. Uh, like, well, so what happens in this chapter? Should we sum up this chapter? I think they've summed it up, but like, let's I think the right. listeners know what chapter this is. <laughs> um, start or do you want me to? Do you have a you, good one? No. No. Oh. Mine rhymes, so. Yeah, so I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> like, it's not good, but it rhymes, so. <laughs> and, oh, well, rhyming are already, like, points up an outfit. It's like when you put lipstick on. It makes everything look better. Um, Slughorn hosts a lunch. Drake hints at Harry's theory. Malfoy breaks his nose. All accurate. All things that happened. Also, Harry is obsessed. <laughs> First 
Slug Club members are blessed. Draco near confessed. That is a great haiku. I feel like you really undersold that. I mean, it really only works because it rhymes, though. But it's so good. I love, read it to me again. Sorry, we haven't had, like, solid, solid haikus in a while. Like, that's a good one. Okay, Harry is obsessed. First slug, slug club members are blessed. Draco near confessed. Oh, so good. <laughs> I love that they're blessed. <laughs> they're the blessed ones. The blessed ones. The chosen ones. The charmed ones. Have you fallen off? No, I just have been, like, writing and working. So I'm still watching. I just am not, like, binging it. Which is good because when I want to watch TV, it's nice to have something that I can watch, like, one episode of that's good. I'm upset though. 19 episodes when they were supposed to be 21 or 22. I wonder how they're going to do that when they get back. Like, are they going to film those last three episodes and then do a new season? I don't know. Because I suppose it's like, I'm sure it's like a weird place to end. Like, it's not like resolved. Yeah, like you could see it being like, oh, we just wanted to leave it off on a cliffhanger. But like, they didn't resolve this like season's bad guy like mm. there was no final battle kind of thing so you could just like extend it and like probably like eke it out for another season now if they want to like so maybe that's what they'll end up doing like they ended it in a way that it was like it was plausible that it could have been a finale but not really I hope that it gets another season because no one talks about it, but I love it. So yeah. it makes me think that it's not it's not a well-liked show, especially since, like, Tumblr lesbians don't post a lot about it. And, like, that's, I feel like it's cornered market. Yeah, I feel like they haven't done enough for lesbians in this season, though. Oh, okay. Like, I think it started out more in the be- earlier in the season and then I mean in general it hasn't been that romantic of a season on- okay. well except for between that's not true they've just been focusing on one person's romance I I think I've deduced who they who you're speaking about we don't have to be coy uh, coy um she's uh <laughs> I told you that she's in Descendants, and the kid that I've been babysitting, he's obsessed with Descendants right now, so it's so funny to watch Charmed, and then go to, like, their house to babysit, and then hear, watch her be, like, in this Disney musical. Like, it's a very different side of her, because she's, like, a very, like, confident and, like, sexy character in Charmed. Like, she's the... But she's not the romance I was talking about. Oh, you're talking about, oh, okay. Because where I am, we're still kind of like. I mean, like, yeah, I, I mean, this is not a spoiler. Like, there's the whole thing between her and Jordan, like, kind of throughout this season. Well, not, I'm not even speak, thinking about Jordan. I'm thinking yeah. about. Um, What's his name? Yeah, Cole, but not Cole. Yeah. No, I think mo- most of the season is dedicated to Macy. Which is fine, I guess. 
Macy, I think it's because- you're talking about people that are vanilla in bed. Yeah, she's just like an uninteresting character to me. And I wish she would actually, I don't know if she's an uninteresting character or they just write her uninteresting because like all of the things that are happening around her and to her are interesting, but she herself isn't interesting. So it's either the actor or they write her weird. And I can't figure out which one it is. I think but- it's a little bit of a combo, but there is a really good episode with her um, later. Like, it, and I was like crying. <laughs> It was oh. devastating. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, well, uh, listeners, if you want to watch Charmed, um, if you want to talk about Charmed, message Molly. Please message us and watch it. And um, anybody who um, is not thinking about it because we said that the queer content is lacking this season, it's fine. Because if you're a woman who loves other women, there is a character that is out like on another level i i would say the i would power say suits are unmatched what'd you say the power suits are unmatched the power suits are unmatched she is unmatched as a human being she's fantastic yeah and like a good i think representation of somebody that's like bi or pan or yeah. whatever Bicon in 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 all a- aspects of the word. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> My first note is I can't with all this subtext. I said so it begins the Malfoy obsession. What disturbed him most was the satisfied look on Malfoy's face. The jealousy ensued. There's just, there's so much to unpack here with Harry. I just don't, like, there's a lot going on. Well, and it's funny because this is the first time that Malfoy doesn't appear to be obsessed with Harry. Because it's usually Malfoy. Because he's focused on his mission and Harry's like, well, why aren't you paying attention to me anymore? Yeah, because normally, like, on the train, I think every time Malfoy has sought out Harry. And this time, Harry sought out Malfoy. <laughs> yeah, it, um, and so when they're on the train, when, uh, when Harry's like, well, when you saw him, did he say anything? Like, did, did he, he ask about me? Ask about me? And... Rod's like, no, he just flipped us off. And Harry's like, that's weird, right? Like, he would usually ask about me. That's so funny. Uh, so uh, good. I was writing some of these notes, and I was just laughing. I said, when did they see his hand of glory? And then I was like, come on. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, hand of glory? Oh yeah. oh yeah one that was a genuine note like how did they know he had a hand of glory and then my second note was like come on, come on jk jk um but again if i'm taking am i'm reading this as a 
completely non-dreary lens. I have to say this about Harry. He's correct. So everybody can back off. I, I also said he is right. Well, this is my note about um, he jumped to like the conclusions so fast. I mean, he was right in this situation, but he had like such little to go on. And it did remind me of Snape in book one where they like didn't have a lot of clues. They didn't but have they, their facts. But they jumped to those conclusions quick. And they were wrong, but Harry is correct. And I think he's pretty clever for remembering the arm thing. Well, right. I feel like that's unusual for Harry and it's because it's no point. Like, I'm going to let you say, I actually, I'm going to be honest, I don't have that many dreary notes in here. Like, I have none. So it it's, is telling that, like, my... I was definitely on the lookout for it, but it was also, I do think it wasn't, like, hard for me to find these things. Right. They're just there. But like, I could also, I if I wanted to be that guy, I could, like, argue, like, it's not that, but I don't right. want to be that guy today. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> because um, I think it's fun. It, I, I don't necessarily ship them. I definitely don't. But. I mean, it's hard to win this chapter. It's not like they're winning couple of the year right, right. now. And because we are also being introduced to, which is my next note. Where we're I have way more notes about that ship. We're being jerked around like he's obsessed with Malfoy. We're getting all this Ginny flirting and I'm here for the Ginny flirting. <laughs> like it's Harry's having a bisexual crisis and it's okay because Malfoy's not a like legitimate option. So he, he can just make his excuses about Malfoy and um, be with Jenny. Yeah. I just don't want to be, like, on a team here. I I have it very separated in my head. Yeah. It, like, is very easy for me to ship the heck out of Ginny and Harry and also gush about the dreary that is so present. Yeah, no, I, I feel that. I just mean we are being, you know, back and forth here. Especially oh, yeah. in this chapter. For sure. For sure. Um... Um, their flirting is so cute. It like ha- I it's I just clever. the progressive of pr- the progressive the progression of their relationship to where it's like Harry doesn't even realize he's flirting with her like at the beginning, and it's when he's the most clever. Like when she's like, "Ugh, don't you don't want to go in there?" Flem's in there, and he's like, "I'll try not to slip on it." Lol. Oh. So cute, Harry. Like, okay. Sometimes I, I'm like, "Mm, Harry has like no game (laughs) because he doesn't. But then there are times where I'm like, oh no, you can be like snarky and like you can turn your um, sarcasm game into like a flirt he doesn't know right it's because he doesn't know yet yeah and I think it's so cute and I think she just she also like did it brilliantly like she really knew what she wanted to do with them I think as a couple and like 
Hermione has a line, I think, in this book where she's like, oh, yeah, she finally, like, got over and started talking to in the fifth book. And if you, like, go back, you see when she started hanging out yeah. and not running away from him. Even in the fourth one, a little bit, I think. I just could cry. It makes me so happy. Um, I have a note later, but I'll just say it now. That um, is... I can tell, I can already tell that, that by the end of this book, I'm going to want to write a Hinny fan fiction. Because every time I read this book, I re-fall in love with them as a couple. Like, do you think just them as a side to, like, a more fun couple? No, I want to write, like, a, a, like, a fan fiction about them. And I know they don't have a lot of conflict, but I think I would, like, make it a community situation like maybe they're trying to figure it all out and like I do think it would be hard for Jenny and Harry to like move back after war so I think that's what it'll be yeah. when Fred and everything right like there's just a lot going on and then like are we allowed to be happy because there's been so much like tragedy and stuff. are we allowed to be happy are we allowed to Am, am I allowed to be this person that is, like, your prize for winning the war, I think, is, like, a hard thing for Ginny. And then, also, no one really talks about this, but they have kids, like, early. Like, 19 years is, like... Well, 19 years, they're middle one is or their oldest one is 12 yeah okay so it's like seven seven years huh they waited seven years yeah they waited seven I just I'm thinking about more their ages so they're like our age which is fine like you can have kids like at our age but she wants to be like a professional athlete so I so I think there's a lot to work with there yeah because they're like what 24 I guess yeah but that, I don't know if that's, like, a precedent because, like, they start out as an adult so much younger. Like, you're done yeah. school and into a profession by 18. Yeah, I, I just, I'm exploring ways to, like, give them conflict because I don't want to write a boring Henny fanfic. No, 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 I I just, yeah. Yeah, but I can tell that I'm going to write it. And it's definitely going to be from Jenny's point of view. Yeah. Not, like, first person, but, like, third person, Jenny. Yeah, and, like, Hermione and Ron's oldest is younger. Yeah. I mean, you could make it an accident. Yeah, their their first kid? I don't know. I think it'll be before they start having kids, but I think that's gonna be, like, something that stresses Jenny out. Yeah. About the whole situation. Um, love that Jenny tripped Ron trying to, like, kiss Fleur. Correct. Also, Fleur, talk about tongues. Oh, well, yeah. Just don't, okay? Stay in your lane. Molly, shut that down. Molly shut it down so quick. I was very pleased. Um, so my note, oh, yeah. So my note about... <laughs> them getting to the platform 
is that I always feel like they're cutting it close. Like they're never like, they're never early. They're never early. They're always like the train is about to leave. And I feel the Weasleys have no excuse. They had so many children go to Hogwarts. Especially like this year, like they have a car, everything. Just plan to get there at 1030. Like, yeah. Why are you always cutting it down to the wire? And that's like, me talking. Like barrier only open like five minutes ahead of time? <laughs> no, because other children are like on the train and fine. It's always the Weasleys that are like, we gotta go. This is why they never have a compartment to themselves. Correct. Yeah, they have less kids this year. They only have two. I mean, of their own. Yeah. Of course, they have adopted Hermione officially. So. Yeah, Hermione's parents do not exist. I honestly, I would almost prefer that, like, so that they're not even in the picture. Yeah. It, well, how would that happen? She can't be an orphan, too. That's Harry's thing. I know. I don't know. Although, I, I feel like if she, that would change her dynamic a lot. I think she has to come with, from, like, a middle, um, like, a, uh, why do I want to say middle class? Yeah, <laughs> but like, well, she was like well taken care of and stuff. Yeah, like a, mid, like a middle, what is that word? What am I trying to say? What's the actual like class? Middle class. Huh? Middle class. Is that, is that right? Why the, the like, word just stop? high class, yeah. Yeah, that um, upper Angel? middle class is what I think I was thinking of. But middle, I think she is middle, I don't know why I was yeah. freaking out. I, I would just, say higher middle class, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so she has to come from, like, a supportive, loving, upper middle class family to be who she is. Because I think that's what gives her the confidence to, like, not care about the haters. Yeah, I like wonder. An orphan Hermione is much different. Yeah, for sure. And, like, I would say maybe, like, adopted, but, like, you need to know that she's definitely a muggle-born. Yeah. Yeah, so I think she has... It's, like, not that big of a deal. It just is confusing. Like, I wish she just... they She loved them, but we got, like, one line that was, like, it's weird being back with them. It's weird going in between worlds. So that we understood why she hates them so much (laughs) and never wants to be around them ever. Or, like, even just a line that says, like, you know, they're, like, they're traveling a lot now that I'm not home. So, like, they, they spend a lot of time, their time traveling. Then I would be, like, why do they hate you, Hermione? You're gone all year. They can't make their travel arrangements. Like, just a, a short paragraph about how they love her, she loves them, but they're both happy with the situation. That's what I mean. <laughs> you know, they got really into their cat. <laughs> yeah Hermione only has to really eliminate childhood memories at in the last they're just like super busy far. with their dentist office they don't even have time in the summer that's Who's their going to the dentist in the UK Mr. I'm at Mr. Weasley me too say your no I love Mr. Weasley it was my first part 
I have, why are our notes so in sync? My note was every time we get like a solo scene with Arthur, I remember how much I love Arthur. I just think his, oh, oh well, my, this was my actual note. Like, I think his response in general is probably how I would have felt. Like, not objecting to what Harry's saying, but like very skeptical. Yeah. And then Harry's like kind of rude. He's like, well, maybe you missed something or I think you missed something. And Mr. Weasley like takes it in stride and I think is like really respectful. And I just yeah. really liked his response. Yeah. Um, I do think yeah. Harry's maybe you missed something. It's probably more along the lines of like grasping at straws. So it's unless like, well, maybe you missed something and it's more like, well, maybe you missed something yeah like, I think Mr. Weasley took it how Harry meant it but I was like whoa whoa <laughs> whoa and I just love the whole thing like he's like come on I raised Fred and George like your piddling little lie did nothing it was nothing <laughs> yeah I love that line about Fred and George and he just knows when to pick his battles and I love it look I will say it Arthur Weasley's a daddy. Wow. Big words. I just, yeah, he, he always just knows what to say. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Now I am at one of my favorite moments of this chapter, of which there are many. Is it a Ginny part? Yes. I also didn't know about this. You go first. Just so, just for some background, uh, Ginny's in the train and Harry is, as always, lost to this world without Ron and Hermione. Like, doesn't know what to do with himself for 10 minutes. And so he gets on the train and he taps on Ginny's shoulder and he's like, hey, you want to go find a compartment to sit in? And Ginny's like, um, no, I'm going to be sitting with my boyfriend, so bye. <laughs> and Harry's like, aghast he's like um wow oh right we're not really friends <laughs> yeah, he was like i got so used to hanging out with her over the summer i forgot that ron and hermione and i don't hang out with her because we only hang out with each other <laughs> um i had a yeah i had a similar note and i had a question do you think she's like low-key trying to make him jealous or do you think she's really just like whatever like i don't even i don't think she's trying to make him jealous but I do think she knows she won the breakup kind of thing, you know? Because I felt like at this point, she's probably still, like, into Dean. And I think, but I was wondering, like, because she, like, kind of gives him a smile. Well, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think she knows, one, that she's hot. Two, that Harry, that, that's, I, I think I mean exactly what I said. When you're, like, that if you, like, like someone and they never liked you and then like you have a glow up and they're suddenly like really interested in you and they see what they missed but you're like way over that like you yeah. won the breakup you won and I think she knows she won right here I thought I, I misheard you I thought you were saying like she wants to break up with Dean oh no she won like the hypothetical breakup yeah. with Harry yeah she like knows that he is now recognizing what a badass hot person yeah awesome which is whole witch she is which is great 
incredible. 10 out of 10. Love Ginny Weasley. Also, are all of the Gryffindor sixth years sitting together except for the three of them in Neville? Like every year, it's like Dean, Seamus, Lav, Padma all hanging out. <laughs> They're I, all cool kids. I hope so. And like, I guess Jenny, because I was like, I don't think Jenny and Dean are probably sitting by themselves. Like, I'm sure Seamus is there. I'm sure she's there more often than Jenny would like him to be, if I'm honest. Like, I'm not upset that Jenny and Dean broke up because I know Dean will be happy with his life partner. Right. I was looking at a, um, a post today that was like the progression of their relationship in the movies. And it's like a still of them dancing at the Yule Ball and like laughing in the great hall. And then it like ends with that picture of Alfie Enoch and uh, the actor that plays Seamus like doing the proposal proposal when Ireland uh, legalized gay marriage. And it just brought me such joy, such pure joy. I love it so much. So I just like know Dean will be fine because I like Dean. Yeah, me too. I'm not like hating on Dean. Yeah. I think it's sad how Neville and Luna are just like, is there going to be a DA? And they're the only ones that First of all, Gran has issues. We know. Major issues. Don't like how she treats Nev. I've decided I don't care that she's on the right side. I don't like Bran. It's a bold statement. I don't like her. I can't say that. That's okay. I made that decision in this chapter. I just, I think for many years I've tried to like her and I'm sad that she lost her son, but I think it's borderline abusive the way she treats Neville. It for sure is. I just can't get over it, like her stuff at, in the seventh one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's great. It's great. But she's not a good person. Um, and then Luna, they are your friends, which she's like, yeah, it was nice, the DA. It was like having friends. Well, but like, they don't all care about her after. Jenny. And Neville, it is time. Yeah. Time to shine. Um, and then, like, Harry goes down that what-if path, which is also devastating. Like, what if it had been Neville? Then I would have had my parents. I was like, no, don't do it, Harry. If it was Neville, Voldemort would have won. Okay, so just please... Please, Harry, it needed to be you. Yikes. Big old yikes. But I do, like, I just feel like that's true. I mean, there's just way too many variables. Right. What if they didn't have a rat friend that, like, sold them out, and then he would have never fallen, and then everyone would have died. There would be no pedigree to ruin stuff. 
Oh. I mean, Pettigrew would still be there ruining shit, but yeah, like, but he wasn't as close with the long bottom. Right. That's what I mean. Like, but then That's well, a great what if scenario, Molly. Yeah, but then so if he never finds them, he keeps on going, and then he might end up killing Lily and James anyway. Or maybe they win. No, they only win because the spell right. bounces back. Right. But no, I'm saying maybe like the good side still wins um i don't know if that's gonna happen with all those horcruxes okay you're right so clearly we would have to yeah so there's a lot of variables that just made me really sad it put pettigrew in like a very like judas position for me and I didn't like thinking of him as that because I have a lot of empathy for Judas, but I don't have that empathy for Pettigrew. <laughs> like, I don't think that, like, but it, it is kind of, when you think about it, a very similar situation. Yeah. The Potters needed to die so that Harry could be re- Harry could have, would have time to grow up to defeat Voldemort. And then three days later, plus 16, he could come back resurrected. <laughs> oh my goodness. Harry's Jesus Christ. Harry's Jesus Christ. Now, who said that these books weren't about religion? <laughs> Wow, that's a lot to ponder. That's a lot to think on. Does this make Dumbledore Pontius Pilate? <laughs> I'm like pulling my neck skin. <laughs> like I'm having like, a stressful time. And that makes Voldemort us, the people. Like the people... Kill. Yeah, Voldemort is the sin. Yeah. <laughs> All seven of them. Yep. Seven horcruxes. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I'm sure everyone is like, yeah, we... Right, everyone we has like it. been known this. We're... <laughs> I'm just saying like, get Potter Watch trending on the internet. Yeah. Hashtag make Potter watch happen. Ooh. Um, all right. <clears throat> okay, Ramil Devane. First of all, you're a date raper. We know from later in this book. Second of all, it's a bold choice to go after Harry's friends. As a way of flirting with him. It did not work for Malfoy in first year. And it will not work for you. Also, why did you think that he would be with them? Because he was, like, forced to? He's Harry Potter. He could literally sit in any compartment he wants. Except for the one that he really wants to sit in. (laughs) The Slytherin 60-year one. In case that wasn't obvious. It was obvious to me. 
Um, I just, I think I mostly can't handle like the level of intensity that Harry is having with Malfoy. It's so intense. Like if it was just like, I think he's up to something and I want to find out. Great. I am here for it. But <laughs> I understand what you're saying about Snape, but this is worse than Snape. It is, it's definitely worse. It's way more intense because it also didn't build. Like he was like one day. One to ten. He went to ten. Like he went to he when he's when he says Neville, let's walk under the under, under the invisibility cloak in case we see Malfoy. I was like, Harry, was just like sure. <laughs> that that's a good friend, but like Harry, I Harry. Hi Neville. Hi Luna. Guess what? He added, turning to Harry. Malfoy's not doing prefect duty. He's just sitting in his compartment with the other Slytherins. We saw him when we passed. Harry sat up straight, interested. <laughs> Harry sat up gay, interested. <laughs> get that trending. <laughs> also, that's like kind of mirroring Malfoy, like where he's like laying down and then like sits up when he hears something that is of note. Something afoot with Potter. Um, I've already said my note about Draco just flipping them off and Harry being like, that's weird. Like, why wouldn't he talk about me? I had a cue about Hermione. Mm -hmm. Like, her kind of general approach to this whole Malfoy thing. Like, do you think that she and by extension Ron just like underestimate Malfoy or like is worried about Harry kind of going down like a bad path and like getting himself into trouble like I, I can't tell if she's like trying to like brush it off because she's scared or brush it off because she really doesn't think there's anything to it I think it's pro what I will have to keep reading but I think it's probably a mix of she's annoyed and she doesn't have there's not enough evidence for her yet. Yeah. So she's like annoyed that Harry's so invested in this theory because she feels like, why don't you just let it pan out? We don't have enough to go on yet. And yeah. he's like, I'm sure been talking their, his, their ear off about it since it happened. Because when Harry starts going on his rant again, they're like, yeah, we get it, mate. Like, And I think later on, she makes a hard stance about like Dumbledore already like, poo-pooed this we're going with Dumbledore like you need to do x y and z but at this point I think I mean I do think that they're definitely un underestimating Draco and Draco's um position I think certainly Ron is I think Hermione has a more like I'm open to the theory but we don't have enough evidence yet yeah but Ron she also doesn't seem that interested in getting evidence like Harry is well Harry is on another level Harry's crazy. <laughs> but I think, I think Hermione's maybe a little bit like the reader here and it's like, fool me once, shame on me. Cause like they thought Draco was behind the Chamber of Secrets and they did the whole Polyjuice thing. 
Yes. She's like, we've already ruled him out as a suspect back in book two. Come on. Come on. It's like the Snape thing. We ruled him out in book one. We've moved on. Yep. And I, I, they don't like disagree with her. Like we were talking about this with Harry, like knowing that Harry is right makes me like not like necessarily mad at Harry, but I do get frustrated with like how intense he gets about it, I guess. Um, but he is right ultimately. And like, they tell him that, like, I do think that's like some satisfaction at the end, which sucks because of course it's on the heels of Dumbledore. But, um, so I don't, I don't know. I have like, not like complicated feelings about it, but I do think it is exhausting Harry, like just constantly following him around. And they don't get reaction from it. I'm going to love it, this read through, but I do completely understand that people get annoyed with it. Like he's, if I were Hermione, I would want to not believe the theory on principle that he's being annoying. Yeah. And because it takes so long before like we finally get any kind of proof. Yeah. Like him just watching the Marauders map for like days and days. Look, look. That is something else. That is something else. I, when we get to those scenes, we're really going to have to do an evaluation. But I also, Harry, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh no, go ahead. I just also like understand completely where Harry's coming from, where it's like, you know, like in your heart of hearts, something is true. Like, And the more someone says that he's not right and he knows, he feels that he is because he is, the more he's going to want to go after it. Yeah. And like, it just seems like the more you try and prove it, the less credible you are. Right. Which I feel like I've been, I feel like I've been in that position where I, I've been like, I don't, I really don't trust this person. I really don't like them. And like, the more I try and explain it, like the more of an asshole I sound like, and I'm just like, well, oh, okay. <laughs> Here it is. I know my truth. <laughs> and like, sometimes I have been wrong about people. So it's like, and same with Harry, like he has been wrong before, but it's like, I still feel this way, even I if I've been him. wrong before. <laughs> I stand by what I said last year. So I feel split about it, which I guess you're like supposed to. Yeah. But yeah, the Hermione, I also, Hermione is my compass always. So the right. fact that she's like hesitant towards by the end, like not about it. I'm like, who to believe? Our hero or our butte? Our wise lady? Our wise? Our... Um, Sorry, that was a tangent on my part. Oh, no, 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 no. I, it was not really a tangent. We were talking about the literal facts of the chapter. <laughs> um, I love that JK didn't fool around with Marietta, okay? She's marred for life. <laughs> Sucks to suck, Marietta, was my <laughs> note. <laughs> like, Marietta will be old and have the word sneak and pimples on her wrinkled forehead. A lot of makeup. Maybe she just has to like make up for it some way. Like it's like an 
old timey hex. Well, J.K. Rowling did not give her a redemption arc, nope. so <laughs> I have to work that one out on her own. Yeah, she's got to figure that shit out. <laughs> um, blaze. So many Slytherin babies in this chapter. Oh my goodness. Also, with Blaze and everybody, I just love that they're like casually eating pheasant on the Hogwarts Express. Correct. Correct. Um, I will say right now, um, there's a huge, even though it's not earned in the canon of the book, soft spot in my heart for all of these characters right now because I am writing a fan fiction right now from Pansy's perspective so I like have had so much fun like with all of their Slytherin dynamics and so all of these characters are have my whole heart right now so the reading this chapter I was like it was too much I was so happy just to see them interacting in canon but I also think that like that's not an accident like we get so much personality of blaze in like two pages than we get from some characters in the whole series right like oh incredible i know exactly who he is yes (laughs) yes also i constantly forget about cormac mcclacken existing and then I love it every time he's like reintroduced how can one forget Cormac he's basically the new Zacharias because I was kind of wondering like why did she bother introducing this new Gryffindor character and like he is kind of like Zacharias but like they needed somebody in Gryffindor house yeah and they needed someone who like was like fit so that, that he can have that whole thing with Ron it's he's so funny like I just can't get over it and I but I always forget about him because he's like really only in this book yeah but he's so funny in this book I love I just love Cormac um in college um my friend and I directed a very Potter musical and we added Cormac as a character and there was like a little scene um and our friend Molly and my friend Parker played Cormac and it was just so funny because he's the opposite of that kind of person. It's I mean I think most readers like also forget about him because he really is only in this book and it's just like yeah I don't know he's just like one of those people that you know that little he's a little treat he's the surprise center at the I just love it I love what he brings to the table because he's so abhorrent Ab- abhorrent yes did I say that right abhorrent yeah I got sh- like I also scared. love Belby as a concept so funny he's like another Neville and I'm choking on this pheasant <laughs> poor thing I like that movie. He's not like that at all. He's just kind of like chowing down. And yeah, in the movie, he's like just scarfing down the ice cream, and he's got like a thick accent. He's like, "Me and him and me dad don't get along." But I'm loving this pheasant. (laughs) This pheasant's real good. Um, 
yeah, Belby's really funny here. Um, I did have some deep dive Belby theories. Okay. I had no notes on Belby, but I'm interested. <laughs> so, um, Belby's uncle, the reason he's there, invented the Wolfbane's potion. Mm-hmm. Which, and since werewolves are so, like, um, ostracized in the community, I wonder if Belby's parents are, like, kind of conservative about their werewolf beliefs, so they wouldn't want, like, so the idea of, like, doing uh, potions experience or experiments or trying to um, make life easier or better for werewolves might be a really controversial thing in the wizarding Oh, that's a really good idea, and I wonder if maybe, like, they had a child that was attacked by Fenrir, and so then they, like, didn't want to be around them because there was, like... Yeah. I just had some deep dives about our good pal Belbs and his family that is estranged from each other. Do you think that, um, and maybe this is a question for Dr. P, but do you think that, um, werewolves have, like, any kind of, like, immortality stuff, or, like, they live longer? Because, like, Fenria has to be how old by this point? They do in Twilight. So that's what I have to go on. Do do the werewolves? Because I know that the... So werewolves in the Twilight verse um, can stop aging. Just by choice? It's, I feel like it's biological with their imprinting. So, like, Jacob imprinted on a baby that's a vampire. So she's going to stay 16 forever. So Jacob has the ability to, like, stop aging at 16, too. Was this something that was, like, said after the fact? No, this is in the last book. This is, like, canon in the last book. Because, like, all of the other werewolves died. Is it that they only come out when there's, like, um... There's not immortal. They're not immortal. They just, like, have, like, they don't age the same way. But, like, do they start aging once the vampires go away? They just stop being wolves, right? And they only become wolves again. Like, if they only kind of, like, start that up again when the vampires are around. Yeah. That was kind of my interpretation. Yeah. Um, I'm not... I I need to read uh, New Moon again in order to tell you because that's when we get all that werewolf null. But um, uh, when I do, I will for sure let you know. I will update you guys, listeners, too, so that you also don't have to reread the Twilight book. You're more than welcome to, obviously. But um, yeah, but like Lupin is like aging clearly. So I don't. So back to your point. I don't think they have immortality or they don't not age, but I do think like stronger, like hexes don't work as strongly maybe or something. Like they have kind of like an armor. Like diamonds. Right. Because they have like mixed magic in their blood. So I I feel like they have sort of like a a bigger propensity for pain or like, a, a bigger resistance towards magic would be probably but better. only when they're in their werewolf form. No, I think it's there. 
because the werewolf form it's in your blood like it's or yeah i don't know i guess it is a dr posner question but i think even if we're not looking at it scientifically in terms of like what's actually possible for like a human right now in the muggle world i do think that it would have to be like present that gene or the werewolf would have the magic of the werewolf thing would have to be present in your blood the same way your magical core of a wizard is probably different you know like intertwined i don't think so because i think that it only you only have those properties like when you are like in werewolf. what makes you change if it's not present there like i think it's like like inactive yeah but it's not though because bill changes his diet you know what i'm saying it's not inactive like it's still for him like he still wants the red meat like he like he has like you know what i'm saying he takes on certain traits so i think it isn't an active the way like it would be for a metamorph magus right well yeah i don't think it's like anamorph magus but i do think that it's like dormant sorry not a metamorph magus i meant an animagus i i I know what you meant um i think it's like dormant like any like a like cancer can be dormant and then it comes back um but the bill thing i think is different and i don't know why but, like, they ever talk about, like, lupin craving, like, rare meat only. Like, that seems like a specific to Bill. And because the thing that happened to Bill was so weird and it had never happened before that anyone knew about. But I don't know. I mean, they don't say one way or the other about. I just don't know if we, like, see lupin eat that often. <laughs> I don't, like, they don't say it, but, like, they never say he does that like any like they don't use that as a reason like why he's a werewolf like when they talk about like the sign yeah and then it's interesting because Fenrir like he can like call upon his wolf form and it's like more a part of him in the present so it's like he has found a way to trigger it when it's not being triggered like if I'm being honest I think the bill thing doesn't really make sense with everything else we know about werewolves in the series yeah, that's like, fair. I don't think it fits with, like, the logic, but I guess we have to consider it when we're, like, talking about it, because, like... Yeah, we only have what she's given us. Right. Um, but, yeah, it, um... Yeah, it's interesting. I, I'm i really fascinated by the whole werewolf lore. I wish we got more of it. I've been reading a lot of werewolf fan fictions lately, so... Just because I am into werewolves right now. I'm in a, I'm in a phase. Is that correlated with the reread of Twilight? No. Th- this phase has been going on for like half a year. So before the Twilight reread. Gotcha. Um, Although, just... If anyone like me has been reading the New York Times um, every day to get like coronavirus COVID updates... They do, like, a little, they'll send you, like, an update thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll also include, like, an, another random article that doesn't have to do with that. Just, like, current events, things that are happening. In the one for this weekend, there was um, a whole article about the Omegaverse. And it was all about, like, fan fiction 
and this author who, um, this author who like wrote like a Batman fan fiction, like a werewolf Omega verse. If you don't know what Omega verse is, it's like alpha beta and, uh, Omega, uh, dynamics basically within the werewolf universe. Look it up. It's fascinating. It's crazy. So she took a Batman and made it into like a real book, a real novel. And then she was trying to sue another author who after her also wrote an Omega verse book. And it, the article was kind of pointing out the hypocrisy of it because it's like that's the Omega verse is something that's been happening in fan fiction for years. You can't like copyright something that is a like, fan fiction trope. Like, like come up, like you don't own that. And also, it's very hypocritical to have converted a fan fiction of someone else's intellectual property into your own book and then try to sue someone else. Like, you don't own Batman. Right. So my, my main uh, takeaway from this is that the New York Times has made um, Impreg a... Um, dictionary um official word it is they had to publish the phrase impreg and they also had to publish the phrase nodding the word nodding and I just have I had tears in my eyes I was like this went out to everybody who is getting coronavirus updates like this is like not just like casual fan fiction mention like we are in the nodding and impreg world this is deep this is, is when like males can have a bait like yes what is the other one nodding is an unfortunate thing um where, where it's basically like takes what a dog's penis would do and you put it on a human male if they have like where if they're a werewolf so when you say like what a dog's penis does, you mean like kind like, of just sticks out sometimes? No, like in like the mating process, the way in other mammals do this too. Like I'm pretty sure apes do this, maybe. But um maybe it's just dogs. I don't know. I haven't uh gone into deep dive about animal phalli, but um it basically is when a dog is reproducing the male will insert into the female and then the penis will like not at the end so that it stays in there for better chances of reproduction. And so then it would then go on to a person and happen to a person during sex. Sure. Yeah, so also that just means that the New York Times hired a genuine nerd. <laughs> to me, to like, and I just imagining them pitching this to their editor. <laughs> Guys, the Omega Verse. <laughs> How do yeah. you know that? Like that's like, do they target you for these sometimes? Like your your bonus article or is no? That- this is like it's the same one that's sent out to everyone because okay. also I accidentally signed up for two of them. So I get it to my professional email and my junk email. Both of them had the Omegaverse article. Amazing. Present. It was not, I, I do the Washington Post. I did not see any such article in the Washington Post. Well, 
I just, I, I think they just did it to like blow up. Some- also, I'm sure if they're looking at like statistics, like I'm sure fan fiction. Yeah, it's going up. But yeah, but I, but I think it's like fun. Also, just like yeah, fun article to in there with all of the tragedy. Like it really did make me laugh. Like yeah. I was like, this is incredible. Um, definitely. <clears throat> well, sorry about that tangent, guys. Yeah, that was a genuine tangent, but I think we that were was a- for it. <laughs> Um, um, back in the, about nodding. that was not in my lesson. I would have, I think, remembered that one. I, I don't think I would have put that in your lesson. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did not. That was an education. Um, I really hope my mom doesn't listen to this one. Yeah, that would be rough. Every once in a while, she surprises me and she's like, I started listening to the podcast again and she'll just listen to the most recent one, which is concerning because there was a point where she stopped listening. So I felt like it was safe to say whatever I wanted. Right. Mm-hmm. It no longer well, if feels- If Marana Dare is out there, I want you to know that I don't read nodding fix, okay? Just giant I, porn. I don't- Stop it. Stop spreading that around. Everyone <laughs> has been saying that about you. Oh my goodness. It's so embarrassing. Um, anyway, yes, Jen, for standing up to Zabini. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> right. Amazing. Incredible. I also just adore, back on track. <laughs> I adore the backstory of Blaze. Like, I think it's so funny. Like, I used to be scandalized by it as a child. Like, I would just be, like, living my own life in my, in my, like, middle school, high school years or wherever I was. And then I would just think about how Blaze's mom is a Black widow in canon. And, like, getting away with it. Right. Like, she's get, literally getting away with murder seven times. She is a serial killer. And is he just, like, chill with it? I think, I... What is he about? Like... In my, in my fan fiction version of him, he's, like, mother has her reasons. And I just think, like, with the whole Death Eater stuff, he's, like, so neutral about it. He's, like, whatever. Yeah, he's such a fun character. Like, how fun that he's, like, yeah, I'm not in that drama. Like... I don't care that you, like, that you think you're a hotshot. Like, I know I'm a hotshot, and I don't have to prove it. Like, he's an actual hotshot. Yeah, Blaze is, like, actually cool. And not in a, like, like, he's a bad person. Like, he's racist. But he's, like, cool. Huh? Racist in terms of the whippers. Oh, I thought you said rapist, and I was like, what? Racist, racist. Yes, definitely. But, yeah. Okay. In my opinion, Harry should have just stood outside of the compartment in his little cloak and just used an extendable ear. Like, come on. You put yourself in the fire. This whole foot thing was so dumb and Gryffindory. Like... Did you think what were you, what was what was your and then he just slams the door open? 
<laughs> and like, I think that kerfuffle is so funny, but this would have never worked. Like he climbed up to a luggage rack and then they all got their cloaks out and somehow he was like mostly fine. Yeah, no, no, no. He's also tall. Like how big is this luggage rack? It would have made so much noise. Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to say no. I call bullshit. I mean, it kind of like, I'll, I'll buy it because he does get caught. So it's not like he gets away with it. Right. But he doesn't get caught soon enough. And he doesn't get caught for like the obvious. Yeah. Or he gets caught for the super obvious, but like, you know, we, we all know what we mean. I, I just, I love Jenny and her fiery temper too like I'm sorry I I I don't mean to go back there but I missed this note where she was just like annoyed and so she did the bat bogey I know also I just love how that's how she ended up in the in the slug club she's like why am I here oh she was like thought I was gonna get detention mad right (laughs) I love her me too um Okay, this image of Malfoy just laying sprawled on Pansy Parkinson as she combs through his hair is far too much for me. I just, what is the extent of their relationship? In canon? Yeah. I think she is obsessed with him. Like, she would, like, to lock him down for marriage. And he is like, here's a girl who's obsessed with me. I have adoring fans. I'll let her do her thing. But if she's annoying, I will dismiss her also. Yeah, but do you think they're fucking? I don't think he's, I think he's too stressed here. Like if he was, I think it would have had to been last book. But I feel like right now he's not that stressed. Yeah, maybe right now. Maybe over the summer. I can see it. Um, Because I feel like at a certain point she would move on if he wasn't giving her... That's true. That's true. Probably. I mean, I know... this This is very intimate. This hair thing. Yeah. This also stands out to me. Like, I remember that a lot. I'm like, that's so weird. Well, and I think most people were, like, surprised that he didn't end up marrying her. Just, like, because that was the only person that we knew of. Yeah, but he had to redeem redemption arc. You don't right. redeem an arc with Pansy Parkinson. Like, I, mean, I think- I was like, I think everyone just kind of assumed. Yeah. Um, I wanted to deep dive mouth a little bit. Drake, Draco, your boy. My baby boy. Not so much a baby right now making real bad decisions. Well, speaking of acting like a baby, I guess the part of Malfoy that He's like, you know, like, oh, why wasn't I invited? Like, he's like, obviously trying to be cool about it, but he's like, clearly, he's like, put out. (laughs) Like, bottom was there. (laughs) 
Like he's upset he's not invited to the party. And I think that's like the genuine part of him. Is that yeah. like it like where is that coming from? Like not wanting to be excluded. Like hashtag only child question mark. <laughs> I think he just really cares about what other people think. Yeah. So he's, like, mad that, like, he's the center of his whole, his whole world. And he wants to be the center of everyone else's, too. But, like, so, part, yeah. And this is, like, an elite group that is predominantly Slytherins, I think, historically, potentially. I don't know. Yeah. But I think he's just, like well, this sucks. Like, why would, I'm impressive. I just think it's like his personality that he would be annoyed at being excluded from such a like exclusive thing. Like he's a social climber. He wants to be. Yeah. But like secret group. Part of him now being like a death eater is that he is in like the most exclusive group and he doesn't care about being like a prefect anymore but maybe it's because he's already done the prefect thing so he's over that I also think there's a part of him that's like I because he's a death eater he he's gotten like this like he feels like he should have been invited I don't know if he would really be interested in being in slug club but he should have at least been asked because he's so important you know he now even has a more heightened idea of himself right yeah and maybe it's and it could possibly be like some subconscious um and I think I'm saying this partly partially because I think uh Tom Felton plays this a little bit in the sixth one some subconscious like are people are people going to not want to associate, am I going to end up like my dad, like cut off from like the regular world and in Azkaban or like not having a powerful um, reputation because I chose this, you know, it could be like, have I ruined everything by being, being associated with the Death Eaters? And it's, and now that I say that it's definitely because his dad and his whole family have now dropped a social standing because his dad's in Azkaban. Because, yeah. like, when Blaze says he doesn't like Death Eaters, Malfoy gets upset. And it's right. because I feel like the social ramifications of his dad being convicted has probably changed their lifestyle a lot. Like, they're not getting invited to, like, the parties that they used to. They don't have the connections in the ministry that they used to. They don't have, like, the same money coming in or... Right, like, their house had to be raided. Like, that would have never happened before. Right. Um, I just... I, I also think, and this isn't, like, groundbreaking, but he's, like, dealing with this, like, you know, youth into adulthood that, like, we saw Harry kind of deal with last book. Yeah. Of, like being asked of this like very adult thing and wanting to do that as an adult and then also like this is a very teenage feeling to feel like excluded and so right so it's all good like good good characters it's really interesting again blaze cool as a cucumber he doesn't want death eaters i know you are well actually do they 
Do you think he was allowed to tell anyone that he's actually a Death Eater and stuff? Or is he just like talking about- I think he's probably not supposed to. And he's just being like, he can't help but brag about it. He can't help but be self-important. But do you think he's actually like, told them out, right? No. Yeah. No. He's just like letting them assume. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um. Harry, you're such a dummy. Stop listening harder and bring out your wand. Are you at when Malfoy catches him? Yeah, I'm like, when Harry, when he goes, Pansy, go without me. Harry, you should have me immediately taken out your wand. And instead he's like, maybe he's going to tell a secret in this room just for me that he doesn't know I'm here. Like, there were already red flags. Come yeah. on, Harry. I did have, like, kind of a long note before that. Like, right before that. Oh, sorry. Um, About this whole, like, idea of being fully qualified and still being wanted by Big V. Uh, <laughs> I just... I don't, I don't know if Big V... <laughs> Voldemort's such a mouthful. <laughs> Please. Um... So I think Harry's right to say to Arthur earlier, like, we don't know what Big V Voldemort is, like, would do, like, if he would have, like, a 16-year-old part of the posse. But we also know that Voldemort, like, really values, like, magic and, like, high levels of magic. And, like, I don't think he would value an uneducated wizard. But also we know that he's playing Malfoy, and Malfoy's, like, disposable, like, most of his follower yeah I don't think we said this earlier right like he we don't think he's expects Malfoy to succeed yeah I was just kind of commenting on the like yeah this wasn't really a question I guess but yeah, this is like a punishment yeah but like Blaze is like not even qualified and like involved or Malfoy's like well I don't need to be qualified to do like certain jobs and like I think he means because his assignment is specifically for somebody who can be inside Hogwarts. Yeah. So, like, he's right. But I also don't think anyone expects you to succeed, baby. Like, yeah. But if, I guess it's also kind of an argument against Harry. Harry's basically like, Voldemort doesn't care about that. Like, or yeah, you don't Harry's know if Voldemort cares about it. And I do think that he is wrong in that, that, like, normally... Yeah. Voldemort would care if you're like an actual like fully qualified wizard oh I agree I yeah I definitely agree with that because like that was what Arthur brought up and it just made me think about it in the, at this point but um just like I was just very like, grasping at straws though like yeah um similar to me with Drury he wants to find evidence that might not always be there but sometimes you have chapters like this. Definitely. When you've got friends like these. <laughs> Malfoy fucking wrecked him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I'm not saying that, like, I'm proud of him. But I think it was a good plan. Like, he was like, I'm going to pretend to look at something in my trunk 
catch Harry Potter off guard, Petrificus Totalis him, step on his nose, and then cover him with the invisibility close cloak. This was as chill as he has ever been talking to Harry. So cool. Very cool. Exactly cool. Yeah. I honestly, like, obviously I'm on Harry's side, but like, According to Malfoy, like, well-deserved. Like, you were- But honestly, like, I think they wouldn't have done, like, the same thing back. But Harry, Ron, and Hermione would have also, like, wrecked Malfoy if he had done something like that. So I- this was bad. Like, in their compartment, eavesdropping, like- Naughty. Naughty. Um- I also love it because I always forget that Malfoy knows Harry has an invisibility cloak in fan fiction. And then anytime it's brought up that Malfoy's like, oh yeah, with that little cloak of yours, I'm like, oh yeah, he totally knows about it. But did he know about it before this? No, I think this is when he like figures it out. And well, we talked about this, I think on the Colin show actually, about the invisibility cloak. Mm-hmm. And whether it was supposed to have protected Harry. And I think we were kind of trying to figure out, like, because he knew he was there, it worked. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the science of the magic of that. Because they definitely say in the next book, when they're talking, like, the history of the cloak, that it protects you from, like, charms and stuff. But I think, like, I don't know. We said if it was powerful, but, like, Patricus Togolis isn't that powerful of a spell. Malfoy just must have got him in the trainer. <laughs> I think it has something to do with, like, him knowing that he's there. Yeah, or she just hadn't created those rules for the yeah, that's invisibility true. cloak yet. But I do think, I think it's a great plan. I'm, I'm gonna, you know what, I am gonna say, good for you, Malfoy. I, like. Honestly, it's <laughs> kind of like the pansy at the seventh one, like, why do we need to s- like he's right there it's like not great but like I get it I get it (laughs) um but this just makes me so stressed yes same when I read it the first time I was like is Harry not gonna be at fucking home because I also thought that like the Tonks line like Tonks finding him was like at the end of this chapter like I thought it ended with her finding him well, that, yeah, that's how they do it, like, kind of, like, in scenes of the movie. Yeah. But instead of Tonks, it's Luna. But, um, wowie, is this stressful? See you around, Potter. Or, I guess I won't. Like, he could have murdered him. That's another thing. He wouldn't. But. But. He could have done so much worse. Yeah, that's interesting, actually. Like, he, like, holds back. Like, he could, like, have shrunk and personally delivered Harry to the Dark Lord if he really wanted to. I mean, this is, like, a better, quote-unquote, lesson for Harry because, like, Petrificus Totalus, like, you still have your full mind. Like, so you know what's happening. So, like, that in that way, yeah, it's for Harry. But, like, yeah, ultimately, he could have done way more damage and then he says it's interesting when he says I didn't say anything I didn't want you to know yeah like does he know what Harry's thinking or is he assuming 
I don't, yeah, I don't know. Like, or just like, I don't care that you heard what it, I was saying. Like, yeah, I, I think care. it's like a power play. It's like, oh, you thought I was scared of you or scared of the fact that you might know? I'm not. Yeah. And because, like, obviously he didn't say anything about his, like, secret plan. Right. He didn't do any details. Uh, he didn't uh, lay out that Crab and Goyle would have to soon be wearing dresses. <laughs> As they polyjuice's little girl. Yikes. Big old yikes. Um, did you have a quiz qu or did you have any more notes? No, I have no more notes. Did you have a cue? I did. Hogwarts, Hogwarts, Hoggy, Hoggy, Hogwarts, teach us something, please. Quiz, 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 quiz. Um, who is the captain of the Holiday Head Harpies? Isn't that Gwenog Jones? You we know you know we did this in like the last chapter. Did I I didn't have the same question? Well the horse did you talk about her. Yeah, yeah. the horse like chapter, yeah. But I still remembered. You remembered. Um what is Neville's new wand made of? Um it is um unicorn hair. Do you remember the wood? It's kind of, I think, kind of unique. I hadn't heard it. I don't, but I want to say like sandalwood or something. I don't know. Cherry. Oh, cherry. Cherry and unicorn. How many points did you give this chapter? 100. Big one. I gave it 69. <laughs> Mostly for that bit, but also because it's not probably, it's not one of my favorites necessarily. I like it a lot, uh, but um, obviously. Um, who was your champion? I gave it to Jenny. Me too. <laughs> what about your rat? I gave it to Malfoy. I decided to give it to Blaze because I think he was being a tool. Oh, yeah. Especially what he said about Jenny. Right. Not nice. I wouldn't touch a filthy blood traitor like he. When you know he's got a crush. Him and Pansy both. Just kidding. That's only on my specific read of Pansy being like, well, a lot of the boys like her. Like, even you probably find her attractive place, right? Right? Doesn't everyone? Ah! Love it. Next chapter is chapter eight, Snape Victorious. That's when it's a Harry Potter and Victorious crossover um, you know, that show on Nickelodeon. So we're going to get Snape singing. Yeah, I think that's exactly what everyone was thinking. Right. I know. Well, stay magical. 
Charmed, I'm sure. Mischief managed. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum.